The Reinvent You podcast is designed to provide tangible advice that will help transform those who have experienced a divorce or a breakup into rediscovering their voice, regaining their power, and obtaining their freedom by focusing on mindset, emotions, finances, health, faith, love, parenting, and building meaningful relationships. These weekly talks are designed to assist individuals to become the best version of themselves in their personal lives, families, and professional environment. I'm your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you for joining. What is up, good people, and welcome to episode five of the Reinvent You podcast. I am your host, Tanya Carter, and thank you so much for joining me today. Um, I wanted to um, I wanted to talk about divorce recovery. okay? Um, you know, or relationship recovery, if that makes sense. You know, many people say, well, how long will I hurt from this situation? You know, how how long when when will the the hurt and the pain go away? And um, I wanted to have more of a conversation about this today because I know giving tips and and giving tricks and and, you know, like maybe a five step process is is a thing that we give a lot. And I'm not saying that it doesn't work, but I wanted to really give you guys something to not only reflect on, but also be honest with yourself and make an intentional decision. Because when, when someone asks, well, how long will I hurt you know, from this relationship? When will I recover mentally? When will I cover emotionally and spiritually? Because the reality is, is relationships do hurt. And it does have the potential of, of really leaving a, a wound behind. And if you do not recover on purpose then that pain can last a lot longer um, than intended but when asked that question the real the reality is is that it really is a complicated question because it depends on a few things you know it depends on the length of time that you all were together there are people who may have been married or been in a relationship for maybe a few years And then you have those who were together for a very long time and the length of time plays an impact on your recovery. The dynamics of the relationship, uh, meaning that your day to day relationship with this person, what that was like. Um, Was it abusive? And when I say abusive, I mean, maybe from a physical standpoint or even a verbal standpoint after when you've been with someone for a while and you've been dealing with you know some level of abuse you have to fill your tank back up because by the time you walk away from that relationship you could find yourself being depleted uh it it also depends on the reasons as to why it got to this point um what really happened in a relationship um it also can determine on whether or not if the divorce was a shock to you or not. If this was something that you didn't see coming, 
that level of shock can really keep you stagnant. It can cause you to recover a little bit longer. It depends on if you have children. Children play an impact in this because when you decide to walk away, you still have some level of a relationship with this person because you all have children. It can also depend on whether or not if your ex is already involved with someone. I've I've had instances where people have reached out to me and, and they're not even fully divorced yet. And the person is already in another relationship. It could depend on your, your um, economic status. You know, finances play a part in recovery. Your age plays a part in recovery. Um, you know, if, you know, sometimes when you're older, it could cause a delay because you might feel like I'm, I'm this age and you, you may look back and, and feel like you don't really have what it takes sometimes. And another one is how emotionally intelligent you've always been. I, I talk about emotions a lot because, you know, things happen. Things that we don't want to happen, things that we don't expect to happen. And some people bounce back quicker because they're self-aware of what to do. And they've been practicing that even before this took place. And so when you practice being aware of where you are and, and making better decisions, then the recovery can be, you know, much quicker than someone who has never done that before. Okay. The list honestly can go on. Like I, I can keep giving reasons, which is why this really isn't a cookie cutter answer. But, but here's the thing. This is one thing that you, you must know. You must understand is that you are in an unraveling season. Okay. Um, in other words, this is a season where you're separating two people who have grown through life together for years. And now you have to unravel this relationship and establishing your individuality. Okay. Because one of the things that I hear most from women, because I, I work with women, right. And one of the things that I hear most from, from many is they really are unsure of who they are outside of this relationship they, they have difficulty identifying themselves because a lot of the time, many tend to lose who they are within the relationship, which is why this process of recovery can be more challenging than expected because maybe all you have known was your spouse. Maybe you tied your whole identity into this person. Okay. And, and when you do stuff like that, it causes you to give up a lot of yourself from the things you wanted to do, things you stopped doing, um, goals that you wanted to accomplish, but you may have always placed a more hole or you just decided not to do that. And, and doing those types of things repeatedly results in you losing yourself completely. Okay. And, and now you are on a journey, right? You're on a new journey. You're in a new season of reinventing yourself. Okay. And when, when it comes to reinvention, when it comes to transformation, it involves being patient with yourself. Okay. Giving yourself the, the, the time to be reinvented. It involves transparency. And when I say transparency, I mean 
the ability to be authentic with yourself because that allows you to peel back layers, inauthentic layers of who you are to get to the core of who you're supposed to be. Um, It involves asking for help, understanding that you're not an island, understanding that you cannot go through this by yourself and asking for help isn't a sign of weakness is the, the, the ability to understand and recognize that that's a strength to know that you are in need of assistance. Okay. It involves getting uncomfortable. And what I mean by getting uncomfortable is that it involves you stretching yourself because in this season, this is when you build resilience. This is when you Um, allow yourself to be stretched in ways that you may have never thought that you would need to do. Okay. It, It involves building your faith. Okay. Because faith is seeing what isn't present. It's looking beyond what the physical eyes can see. It's knowing that it's going to happen regardless if it hasn't happened just yet. Okay. It involves prioritizing. Reinventing yourself involves prioritizing, you know, focusing on what really matters, focusing on what you can control as opposed to the things you can't. Reinventing involves getting wise counsel, allowing yourself to um, get advice that could be unconventional, may not be what you want to hear, but it is what you need to know. You know, the most important thing on this journey of reinventing yourself like in order for reinvention to take place, it requires you, okay? Like it involves all those things I said, but it involves you. It, it involves you to, to show up and commit to going on this journey. I find that the challenge of recovery can become more difficult when a person is unable to understand that all the healing is their responsibility, Okay, which is why I didn't want to do like a five step tip thing today, you know, because I think before recovery can take place, it requires you to show up. It requires you to really understand that it really is your responsibility. And and let me be clear on when I say responsibility. okay? because I, I want people to really understand what I mean when I say this, because this isn't saying that you chose to be hurt. Okay. Because let's be honest, no one asked for that. You didn't deserve the disappointment. You didn't deserve to be mistreated. You you didn't deserve to be in a abusive situation, whether it was verbal or physical, like you didn't purposely sign up for this. I don't, I don't think people purposely sign up for things like this. Okay, it's not saying that it's your fault because I'm a coach who believes that blame is often a waste of time because you get nothing from blame. It it may feel good to point the finger at the moment, but you can't thrive from that place. You can't thrive from a place of blame or, or placing fault on someone or even yourself. Okay, what? What taking responsibility on your healing means is saying, if I want to recover, it means that I must show up to do so. And and say that to yourself. 
Like if I want to recover, it means that I must show up to do so. It's, it means that I'm willing to do whatever it takes for me to get through this. It's saying I refuse to live the rest of my life in pity, doubt, and remaining a victim. Okay, that's what it means when taking the responsibility of your healing. Okay, because when it comes to recovery, when it comes to real recovery, the real tip and the real trick is to grow through the process and stop band-aiding it. Okay, like that really is the biggest tip and the biggest trick that I can tell you because we band-aid a lot of our pain with things and people, which only prolongs the progression. So what does this really mean when I say the healing is your responsibility? That means that you must decide that you want to get better. Now, I know you may hear people say, well, that's common sense. It may be common sense for many. However, it may not always be common practice. You know, how, how many times have we known better but didn't do better? How many times we've said we wanted something, but we didn't do what it took to make that happen? And it's, you know, when it comes to recovery, you, you have to put that effort. You have to be the person who shows up and, and do what is required. I, I want to share a story with you. Um, I had a discovery call with someone about a month ago, a little bit over a month ago. I had a lady who who wanted to work with me. Um, at this time, she, she was already divorced. You know, actually, she's been she was divorced for several years. So this wasn't something that the divorce just didn't happen. She was divorced for some years at this point, but she was still dealing with her ex and she knew it was unhealthy. She knew she needed to stop. Like she mentioned to me, she said, I'm going to be 50 next year. So when we had this conversation, it was in 2019. It was in December. And she said, I'll be be turning 50 next year. As a matter of fact, she was turning 50 in January. So, you know, sometimes we use that maybe as some level of a milestone for an accomplishment that we want to achieve. She was so caught up in this unhealthy love triangle that getting out of that on her own was just difficult. And this is what she said to me, because I remember this conversation. She said, I know what to do, but I know I need accountability. So what does this is? This says that I really don't need any more information. I just need the ability to show up and transform, which is why I didn't want to give like a five step process today or, you know, a three step process, because I really think that many of us know what we need to do. The question is, are we willing to show up and do it? Okay, because she knew that she I mean, she said, I know what I need to do. Like she knows I need to get out of this situation. She may not know all what it takes, but she knows I can't do it by myself. I need the accountability to make it happen. So in a nutshell, she actually declined my services because she mentioned that the price was too much for her. Okay. Um, and, and here's the thing, when it comes to someone's finances and their bank account, that is something that 
I am not able to say what you can and what you cannot afford. That's not my place. But this is what I will say. She's actually costing herself even more by not investing. Because when you are ready, and, and this is something that I've learned with myself. And when, when I want something, nothing gets in my way for it. That's something that I've always realized. When I wanted something, there was not a reason as to why I couldn't have it. I made a way. And what I realized is that when it came to investing in myself, I needed to have that same mindset because nothing else could happen until I realized that I was worth the investment. And the reason why I say this is costing her more because if she's turning 50, if not, she's already 50 at this point, like that's a huge milestone. But if you're still doing the same exact things that you don't want to do, and you're not willing to do anything different, even though you know you need to, then you're prolonging your process. You know, when you say that it costs me too much, I was saying to myself, wow, what is it really costing you though? It's costing her time. She's wasting more time in this situation. It's costing her her heart because she's not giving herself the ability to heal. It's costing her her peace. Is costing her ability to seek a real relationship. You know, you know, sometimes we want things to come in our lives, but certain things got to be removed. How can you ever seek anything when something is blocking you and when something is, is in your way? It's costing her her body. OK, she, she's giving up her body to someone that she shouldn't be doing that to. It's costing her her emotional well-being. You know, when you are in a situation like that, it causes you to be emotionally confused. It's costing her her mental mindset because mentally she's confused. Mentally, she's not able to focus because she's in a love triangle. Okay. And, and it gets in the way. Okay. It just really gets in the way of doing things or doing other things that you really could be accomplishing. So, you got to ask yourself, what will it cost me to not recover? And I, I think that's a question that you have to ponder on for yourself and get transparent. Remember, I talked about reinvention. When it comes to reinventing yourself, one of those things is that you got to get authentic with you. Because in her case, she really needs to invest in herself because she's in a season where she's just not as resilient to do it on her own, okay? And it goes to show you that you can give a person all the steps. You can give them everything to start, but if they're not willing to show up, those steps really don't matter, okay? And so when, when people ask me, Tanya, how long will this take? Then my question to you is how long do you want to hurt? That's the real question. Because here's the truth. When it comes to pain, we oftentimes delay it. We want to avoid it because it means we have to run to it and not from it. Okay, that means you got to face the pain now. You can't run away from it anymore. So what this means is that a detox has to happen. And when you're going through a detox, you're cleaning 
out all that mental and emotional buildup over time, you know. And, and one thing about a detox, it sounds like a sexy process, but it's far from that. It's painful. It's irritating. It's exhausting. And it almost seems too much to bear. Like when you're going through that process, you, you go through those different emotional stages to a point where it's almost like you'd rather stay in a place of pain than go through the process of getting out of it. It's almost like a, a food detox. Like when, when people are trying to detox off caffeine and sugar, they go through that stage of frustration and, and feeling irritated um, because they are cleansing their body from sugar and caffeine. Okay. So it is no different than an emotional detox to recover from a relationship. And, and this is when you are forced to face with what you've been avoiding. That's why many people try to avoid recovering. Okay. When you avoid pain, it results in going through cycles as opposed to allowing this to remain only a season. So instead of it being a season of hurt, you're now in a cycle of pain, believing that eventually it will go away only for it to remain a cycle. Okay. You know, so that's the only tip in this podcast that I wanted to give today, because once you've really decided, like when you have made an intentional decision that you want to get through this, meaning that you're ready to show up, meaning that you're willing to place all bets on you, then all the other steps will become intentional. Okay, because I did some reflection on on myself and from and from this previous decade, I was stuck in a cycle for half of the decade. And a lot of that had to do with me not being able to admit that I was hurt. So when I didn't admit that I was hurt, I just band-aided the issue. Like that's all I was doing for half of the decade. I, I was band-aiding it. I was going out. I was vacationing. I was retail. I was doing retail therapy. Um, dealing with unhealthy relationships, just, you know, only to stay in a place of hurt. That's all that did. And it also caused me to make not so good choices, which only kept me more in my hurt. It was only until I made the decision to divorce my story. Okay. Because when I talk about, you know, getting through this, I'm talking about divorcing the story. Okay. Walking away actually is half the battle. The rest of it is how you allow walking away to impact you. And when I made that intentional decision that I'm going to go down this journey to reinvent myself, I never looked back and I was willing to do whatever it required of me. I didn't care what people thought anymore. I didn't care how I would look to the world anymore. I just got tired of being tired. And when you get tired of being tired, you have to do what it takes to get through it. Okay. Like, here's the thing. I want you to do this. I want you to think of your hurt like a physical wound. That's what I want you to do. Because when you have a broken heart, you sometimes don't see it like a physical wound because you don't see it, right? You don't really see the broken heart, but you feel it. Okay. You you feel it like a physical wound because truth be told, A physical wound or a heartbreak, I would say, is just as painful as a physical wound. 
the brain doesn't really know the difference. Okay. And one thing, but one thing about a physical wound, because this is why I want you to think of your hurt, like a physical wound, when a physical wound doesn't get treated, when it's left untreated, it creates infections. It creates more pain, inflammation, swelling. Though those are things that happen when you do not allow yourself to treat the wound properly. It's no different than the wound of your heart, because here's the thing, a hurt heart can cause bitterness. A hurt heart causes stagnation. A hurt heart turns into cycles of hurt, meaning that as long as you keep that heart hurt, it just becomes more of a cycle and you don't make it a season of it. A hurt heart causes you to deal with similar relationships, meaning that you could you could find yourself dealing with a different guy, but he still has a lot of the same characteristics of the person that you walked away from. A hurt heart can cause you to become hopeless. It could cause you to miss the opportunity for real love. And it, it also can make it a forbidden place, meaning that you are taught to guard your heart, but many of us are just shutting it down, meaning that no one can get in, no one can have access. And so you've made it completely like forbidden. There's no vacancy when it comes to your heart, okay? And, and I want you to think about that. You know, that's that's why recovery is so important, because you don't want that untreated heart to cause constant infections to not allow you to live the thriving life you want. And, and you know, here's here's the thing before I wrap this thing up. I want to say this. It, it doesn't matter who choice it was to leave. OK, it, it doesn't. It, it doesn't matter if it was you or maybe your um your ex like let's not focus on that um the reality is that the relationship is no longer there but this is what i want to encourage you to do you never leave only to settle and live a life of mediocrity you never settle and live a life of mediocrity when, when plans don't go as planned we forget that we actually have the power to create a new plan plans change all the time every day i get up I try my best to stick to the plan of my day, but things happen. Kids will call you, mom, I, I need you to um bring something to my school. Mom, could you, you know, I'm not feeling well today. You know, as a mom, we already know nothing goes as planned. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And so this may not have been your plan, but you still have the ability to rewrite the script. Okay. Because this is a journey that no one wants to happen. It isn't. But if you're going to go through this, get something out of it. I'm just going to keep it 100. Get you something out of it because your adversity and your pain isn't a waste. It isn't. And we waste pain when we stay in it. We waste pain when we stay in it. But when we get through it, we're able to to see purpose. We're able to experience joy. We're able to be reinvented and transformed into a person that we probably never thought existed inside of us. Reap the reward. OK, because the reward doesn't come from a place of hurt. It only comes when you allow yourself to heal and be reinvented. OK. And so, guys, you know, that was it. That's that's all I had to say today. I, I just wanted to have a conversation. I wanted to have a conversation like you, you, my my homegirl or you, my sister, because 
Um, I, I want to see you win. I don't have to know you to want what's best for you. I tell people that all the time. I really don't. And we're already in the month of February. It's already February, right? And we got to take 2020 personal, <laughs> okay? And what that means is that we have to stop playing with ourselves and know that, you know what? I don't want this year to look like the years before. And in order for that to happen, we have to make some decisions. And, and that was the purpose of this podcast. It's about making a decision and sticking with that decision, no matter how tough it is, no matter how complicated it can be, because I get it. I understand it. But you got to choose. Do you want to stay in a place of pain and hurt or do you want to allow yourself to thrive and heal? OK, and, and it starts by making the decision to choose and understanding that even though all of this may not have been my fault, all of the healing is my responsibility. OK, and so, guys, again, if you are having difficulty moving forward, then I have a book called Divorce Your Story, A Woman's Guide to Heal and Thrive After the After Divorce. It's a really good book. Um, I got some great reviews on Amazon. And if you are interested in getting that book, start there, you know, invest in a book because a book can do you some good. If you sit there and read the book and do the end of the chapter exercises, you can find some breakthroughs just by allowing yourself to make a decision to invest in yourself by getting a book. And if you want to um, get it on my website, you can go to my website, divorceyourstorybook.com, and I will send it to you. I will sign it, and I will also send you a free gift. Now, it's on Amazon, but I won't be able to sign it on Amazon, okay? And I won't be able to send you the free gift through Amazon, only through my website, okay? And I also have my seven core affirmation guide that is free and available to download, and I will put that link in the show notes. And, and the goal of that guide is to change what is being placed between your two ears. In other words, your mind. Your mind is your most powerful asset. And many of us are making moves based on our belief system. To be honest with you, your mind goes, you go wherever your mind go. Even if you don't want to go in that direction. That seven core affirmation guide is a great tool that will help shift your mindset in the direction that you want to go. And also don't forget to follow me on Instagram and Facebook. I have lives every Thursday. I talk about different topics and I would love for you to tune in and join me. So my Facebook and my Instagram is Miss Tanya Speaks. That's M-S-T-O-N-Y-A-S-P-E-A-K-S. So guys, that's it. That's all I have for today. I hope you have a wonderful and amazing day and I'll see you next time.